the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Insert Taco Tuesday sound effect here. <laughs> you know what? At the open of the first hour, I didn't talk about Taco Tuesday because we didn't I have know, sound effects I was for it. I know. Okay. Um, it is hour two, our dose of tonight's yeah. Andrea K show. Our do on uh, tonight's Andrea K show. I don't know why I was why am I sillier in the second I hour don't than know. I know. <laughs> I always am, night after night after night. Um uh I think it's because we we had we have to start sometimes in the first hour with some really tough tough topics cuz things are tough right now in this country. So last hour we already talked about Uvalde and and we don't want to revisit that but the truth is finally out for that. And the silliness sometimes keeps us going. Yeah, it does because you know what you got to laugh, right? You got to laugh. We got We've got to laugh. Um, we've got to uh, continue to be positive and hopeful because we know as Christians where our hope comes from, right? Whatever's going on, and this is my temporary home. Whatever's going on down here, I'm going to fight every day for this country because it's it's um, it's matters to me and for those that we leave behind. Um, so I'm going to, and I feel like as Christians, that's part of our ministry is to fight for this country. I'm going to continue to do that. But given the fact that my hope is not in, in this world, I can still have a laugh and a chuckle. And, um, in spite of some economic news we're going to get into in a moment, but I did want to give you guys some breaking news out of tonight's uh, primary races across the country. One that everybody was looking at in Alabama where my daddy grew up. In um, in Opelika, Alabama, um, Katie Britt has defeated Mo Brooks in the primary runoff. Uh, to refresh your guys' memory, what went on down there? Mo Brooks was Trump's guy. Mo Brooks was up there on January sixth for the rally, uh, you know, expressing concern over what went down in the election fraud. And then Trump pulled his endorsement of Mo Brooks uh, down the road. And there's a couple reasons that have been stated for that. Number one was that uh, Mo Brooks was lagging in the polls. And some people thought that Trump, uh, you know, wanted to save face and didn't want to have his endorsements, that endorsement wasted or have have a loss under his name. But it also had to do with, I believe, more importantly, it had to do with the fact that Mo Brooks had said, we got to move on from the election fraud stuff. We got to get past it. And that's not the right attitude to have. This is what, and that we're in the mess that we're in as a country because too many Republicans have had that mindset. If he wants to say, look, we can't do anything at this point to change the outcome of that's different. That's different than saying move on. 
I don't want to hear a Republican tell me move on. There's nothing matters in this country if our elections don't matter, if we don't have election integrity. And I am tired of being told all day long that I'm some kind of psycho, crazy, conspiracy theorist, insurrectionist, domestic terrorist because I'm questioning the outcome of the election in 2020. And that's the kind of language that allows people to be put in the D.C. jail as a gulag because of crap comments like that. So Trump pulled his endorsement and backed this gal, Katie Britt, and she won tonight. Boom. Okay, good. We need every rhino establishment who's too squishy and too scared to speak the truth. Gone. Gone. Bye. Get out of here. We got a country to save, as our man Larry Elder would say on his show. We got a country to save because let me tell you, it's dying. There it is. There's the truth. I don't like being a downer. And if they're not going to help Andrea, quite frankly, they're in their way. Exactly. Exactly. Um. All right, we do need to move into some economics. It's interesting because last segment, the last segment of last hour, we were talking about Ukraine uh, and how you know uh, the truth about Ukraine and Zelensky and what a little dictator he is. And they're not about freedom and democracy over there. They're about ushering in the Great Reset. And so much about the Great Reset is about energy, right? Well, lo and behold, Granholm today had some interesting comments today. As you all and we are all suffering right now. With the economy and inflation, which is the highest and ain't going anywhere, and yes, we're we're in a recession. She had some interesting comments that had to do with Ukraine and energy. Uh, Skins, please play clip two. And there's one other component with this war in Ukraine. You can see that moving into clean energy is also a national security imperative, an energy security imperative. We will not be under the thumb of petro dictators like Putin if we build out our own clean energy future. No country has ever been held hostage to access to the wind or to access to the sun. We will be stronger as a nation if we build the whole supply chain for our clean energy future in the United States. It's all of those things. So. I can't say what I really want to say right now. There's FCC regulations on me. This is an actual radio show. I know. Yeah. I can taste it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Just another example, by the way, what we were talking about last segment about how the left is using Ukraine as uh, as a partner to usher in the Great Reset. Now, suddenly, you've got to pay $8 a gallon of gas and not have groceries on the shelves for national security. Because we don't want to be held hostage to petro dictators. We were not hostage. We were energy independent. No, we're the ones being held hostage so that they can jack us and inflict as much pain on us as possible so that we'll cry uncle and give in to their green energy, great new green new deal, Marxist communist, great reset, world economic forum. Crap. Crap. And Americans need to wise up against this. They're, they're doing everything that they can to use Roe v. Wade and to use trans and all this kind of stuff to try to get people to not care about the economy, right? As though, or and Jan 6. I just posted a funny meme I stole from Chicks on the Right, by the way, uh, and posted on Instagram. It shows a rather, um, uh, a rather large woman kissing, kiss, going to kiss a man, and, and, and she's, uh, she's, 
I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, she represents uh, the economy, inflation, and he represents, and he's a, he's a rather small guy, the January 6th committee, okay? Uh, they're having to shift now over to uh, energy as a way, and, and, and Ukraine and all of this uh, to try to... The January 6th committee was not just about stopping Trump from from running for office again. It was also about uh, a deflection, a distraction. They're trying to keep you so upset about that, that you'll be that you vote Democrat in spite of the economic pain you're suffering. That hasn't worked. So now they're coming out with uh, this whole thing now about how it's about national security. So they're trying they're having to constantly shift. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I don't know one person that I've met that is focused on. Ukraine. Have you met one person, Skins? No, the people that I've talked to about it, they're just like, and I start to say like the nonsense that's going on. They're like, I don't care. Right. I can't. That's not. I I can't get the things I need to get to the grocery store. It's sad. We don't like to see anybody lose their homes, getting bombed or any of that stuff. But, you know, it's not it's not our, our, our battle. It's not our fight. And in fact, we've got our own battles going on here. I think I read somewhere that on over Juneteenth weekend, and the uh, the number of people, the number of mass shootings we had across this country, we have a crisis here with our open borders bringing in human trafficking and drug trafficking and all that and just a massive crime wave across this country. We got our own issues here, yeah, right? The easiest way to say it, Andrea, my heart bleeds for the Ukrainian people, but we don't need to be there. No, we don't need to be there. And we certainly don't need to be continuing to make our economic conditions worse by sending them billions and billions of dollars, right? We don't need to be doing that. So they're trying to when the January 6th committee, they really thought that that was going to not that was going to be their this summer's Top Gun Maverick production for them. And it was going to take suck the oxygen out of the Republicans going into the midterm. It didn't work. Now they're trying to shift and try to come up with all kinds of excuses uh, involving the economy. There's a clip I want to play for you guys. Uh, and, and, And to the degree to where they're lying. They're not just pushing out propaganda like she did with solar. Nobody's been held hostage to wind or sun. I mean, that's one of those clever kind of uh, intellectually dishonest, intellectually insulting comments by the left. But they're actually pushing out lies about job numbers, lies about um, what's caused inflation and spending. And Art Laffer, I thought I'd play this clip for you guys because I think that he dispels, he speaks the truth in a way that everybody needs to hear because you're not really hearing this much in any other outlet. This is some of the truth. He debunks the falsehoods that the Biden administration is putting out when it comes to the economy. Skins, clip five. Let me just say, if I may, the one really serious mistake that the president states over and over again is that this economy has been beautiful shape. It's been growing rapidly. All of that is not true. There are 800,000 less people employed today than there were in February of 2020. We have not even caught back up to where we were before. If you look at it relative to trend, we're off that trend by five or six million jobs. In the first quarter of this year, GDP growth was negative by one and a half percent, which is a huge drop in real GDP. And they have just revised the second quarter of GDP down from a 1.3 percent growth to a 9.9 percent growth. This is the Atlanta Fed estimates of what the second quarter will be. Now it's down to zero percent on their estimates. So all of those statements they make are just literally not true. They're not factual. Yeah. In the negative. Yeah. We're in a recession. 
We haven't even gotten the jobs back to the levels they were before COVID. And yet they and yet Joe Biden continues to go out and say that he's created six million jobs. No, some people have gotten their jobs back when this whole mess started. That's all. Yeah, some people got their jobs back, but not all of them. I don't remember the the I, I don't remember a time in my life where the economic conditions were this bad. No, this is bleak. This is bleak. And it's only go, only going to get worse. And the problem we have is that we still don't have enough people. Last hour, we talked with uh, Scott Powell, author of the book Rediscovering America. And, and we talked about some aspects of the war on this country internally involving the Chinese Communist Party that nobody's talking about anywhere. The infiltration, the truth about how this country is being destroyed from within is not talked about enough by anybody. It's not going to be enough to go and vote. And us, the red wave that takes place in November is not going to be enough because the battle for this country is not being won or lost at the ballot box anymore. We need those who win at the ballot box to actually do something about routing out the problem that Abraham Lincoln said this country would not fall to the barbarians at the gate, that it would be our own internal fifth column that would take this country down. And unless those who went office in November start routing out that fifth column and getting rid of it, we're done. That's just the fact. That's just the fact. Let's take a break. We come. Back. Let's have some fun at the left's expense. There's a big tech company that's about to go belly up. <laughs> that's an economic story that I'm happy to share with you guys because you know what? Everything woke turns to what? We need to we need to have a little sound effect for that. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Do you know which one this is? Y'all heard the news? You're going to enjoy this. Come on back. More Andrea K. Show on the other side of the break. AK, dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Let's have a little fun at uh, Hollywood's expense, shall we? And big tech. Um, guess which big tech company, and even though this has an entertainment twist to it, it is a big tech company. Guess which big tech company skinned you already know? Yeah, I can't guess. You can't guess. Guess which big tech company is on the skits? <laughs> and I'm not giving away a $5 gift card if you guess. <laughs> Although I should, that could be fun. You know, I'm missing the old days where I used to do dead or alive and I would do contests. I think I'm going to have to revive that. I love posing questions like pop quizzes and getting answers. I'm just going to end the suspense because I'm just busting at the seams to tell you guys because I'm enjoying this story that much. Yes, that's how childish I am. I'm enjoying the agony of the left because you know what? Um, They actions should have consequences. Right. So uh, Netflix is bracing for more layoffs. Uh, just uh, this is according to Daily Mail, just a month after hundreds of staff and contractors were cut as the company loses 70 percent uh, of its value and reveals it has shed nearly 200,000 subscribers and expects to lose more. That's huge. Now, why would I be gleeful about this? Because I like, I I believe in entrepreneurship. I love business. I come out of the corporate America. I love large employers. Why would this make me happy? Um, I I hate for anybody to lose their jobs. But when you think about how these companies and and Netflix in particular, Netflix is actually um, Open Secrets, I think it is, which is uh, Andrew Angievsky's or Open the Books. Uh, I think it's Andrew Angievsky's um, uh, organization, did some digging, and they are the – Netflix is the most far left of any 
tech giant in the world. I did not know that. Over 93% of their employees are involved in fundraising, Democrat causes, voting for Democrats, and beyond. So basically Netflix, and it shouldn't come as a surprise to you hear that, because at the tail end of the Obama administration, that's where half the staffers went to go work at Netflix. Susan Rice was put on the board of Netflix. They did some big deal with the Obamas. Basically, uh, the Obama administration took over Netflix, right? So you know what? I'm going to be glad when the far leftist Marxists of this country decide that they want to change America and destroy America by using their entertainment outfit, and then it's going to go belly up, I'm going to go, well, yeah, right? One of the things that they came face-to-face with is the fact that they didn't expect is the fact that they came face-to-face with a good old American free market principle called competition. There's competition for Netflix everywhere. now. Streaming everywhere. Streaming platforms everywhere. Streaming platforms everywhere. And when you're going to be pushing out crap like he's expecting – Buy. And that's what a lot of people did. They said, buy. We're done with you. We're done with your crap. We're out. Right? We're out. Um, and this also comes at a time in which, remember they, um, the Netflix employees, that was Netflix, where they had a big hissy fit and they tried to have Dave Chappelle, uh, his comedy special taken down. I did like how Netflix, they did make a good move and, and, and wrote a letter to the employees saying, hey, basically we're an open platform. If you don't like some of our content, that's too bad. So right. I, I will give them props for that. Right. Um, the, what, and Disney, we already talked about them last night over the weekend. Their movie Lightyear tanked at the box office. I mean, $51 million is, is a lot of money. But not what they were but expecting. But not if you're, not if you're, uh, the, not if you're this movie. This franchise, that franchise is supposed to be doing maybe much not beloved, much beloved franchise. Maybe not. Maybe it wouldn't be doing as much as Top Gun Maverick because that's like one of the biggest of all time. But it was certainly supposed to do hundreds of millions of dollars. And the reason why it's not is because they marketed it specifically to push their LBGTQ crap on people. The American people have had it, particularly when it involves their children. Right. They're done with it. You would think that they would learn. Right. Maybe if Netflix goes away, um, because when those when those employees were coming after Dave Chappelle and there was picketing going on outside the offices and walkouts and all that stuff, that's when a lot of subscribers left because they were like, Andrea, it's not hard. Say, hey, look at Top Gun Maverick. Look at the success that movie is seeing. Why is that movie succeeding? Because there's a reason there's a formula. And they should say, hey, that's what we need to do. They should say the marketplace right now is number one. And Hillary Clinton is warning because she's seeing that it's, this is not just an issue that's, that's hurting the, um, the entertainment industry. Hillary Clinton didn't care about that. But the, the American people are sending messages loud and clear all over the place, whether it's parents going to school board meetings, whether it's at the ballot box or certainly at the, at the box office. The American people do not want this crap shoved on them in particular, shoved on their kids. Um, one of the things that we've got to, to be doing that Scott Powell and I didn't talk about um, is we've got to be pushing back individually against this cultural crap of the LBGTQ. Um, I was watching today or had on in the background this law tuber gal who I had so much respect for because when she just when she gives breaks down cases that are going on, it's just straight up on the law, right? She doesn't take a political bent. And if you're interested in the law and how the courts work, that's of interest to you. And there's there's and this had to do with um 
uh, I can't even remember now what she was talking about. I think it was the Ezra Miller story. Oh, that's a huge one. Yeah, she was talking about Ezra Miller today, and and if you guys don't know him, he is a character. I don't. I haven't seen the he's Flash a character in the new Flash movie for the right. company DC. Right, and apparently, I guess he's. I don't know if he's trans. I don't know anything about Ezra Miller, but I what I did hear today, thanks to this law tuber account, it was Emily D. Baker um, that there have been multiple. Uh, restraining orders placed against him, one involving a 12-year-old. Yeah, it's it's getting real serious. Multiple multiple accounts, and it's uh, getting to the point where Warner Brothers Media Discovery, they're going to need to make a decision. Right. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing up this Emily D. Baker um, uh, stream is that she um, likes her she likes her community to be respectful. She doesn't like, like when the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing, she's like, nobody be calling her ugly names. We, you know, we don't do this here in my community. We show, we, you know, we, we, we behave in a respectful way. We share our opinions or whatever and share our views. That's the way it should be. But yeah, that's the way it should be, except before she started talking about Ezra Miller today, she started saying that it is respectful to everybody, uh, particularly those, everybody in her community, that pronouns be spoken as requested by somebody. And no, no. That's when I spoke up and I said, no, I said, respect is a two-way street. Here's how I look at it. Respect is a two-way street. And respect does not include anybody attempting to manipulate or force another person to participate in their choices. You do you means you do you, Emily Baker. It doesn't mean you do you and force me to participate in you doing you. You do you and I get to do me. And me doesn't believe that just because somebody hacks something off or gets something inserted or puts on a wig or decides to change their name or decides to change to uh, use inappropriate English that I now have to do that. Where is the mutual respect? No. No, no, no. And we need to be pushing back against this. Look, I took a lot of heat for interviewing Caitlyn Jenner. I had no problem interviewing Caitlyn Jenner. And you did so very respectfully. I did. Without using any pronouns. And Caitlyn Jenner was respectful back to me. And I asked Caitlyn Jenner the same uh, cultural Marxist questions that I asked everybody else running for governor. I treated Caitlyn Jenner equally among every other candidate. And Caitlyn Jenner never tried to force me to use any pronouns. Caitlyn Jenner's children, Kendall and Kylie, call Caitlyn Jenner dad. That's somebody that I will respect because that's somebody who shows mutual respect. And we need to be speaking up for ourselves because this is bullying. And that's what I said to her. This is bullying of other people, trying to force other people to participate in your choices. And that is what's going on here. And it's happening now because we didn't push back enough. Because the Republicans and the conservatives have been too willing to let people bully us under the guise of if you don't, if you want to enforce immigration laws, you hate brown people. If you don't want to pay for Sandra Flux, um, you know, indulgent, you know, um, big box level sex, you know, um, birth control stuff. You hate women. If you don't want, no, I am not going to, you're not going to bully me anymore. We're at a crisis point in this country. Let me ask you a question, Skins. Did you ever go through an awkward phase? You don't look like you did go through an awkward phase. No, I was, I I pretty much, pretty much was very secure in my identity all the way through. I, I, he says so confidently. No, never went through an awkward face. I, what I mean by awkward face is not. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean my masculinity. Well, yeah.
Yeah, because you know what I did? Most 12, 11, the tween years can be really, really tough for some kids. You're not a teenager yet. You're not a kid anymore. You might have some what we used to call baby fat. Um, you're not really, you know, you're at that prepubescent phase for a lot of kids. It can be a really awkward time. And part of what's happening in this country with this LBGTQ stuff is, the, is these teachers and this movement are preying on a certain time in a kid's life, right? To where, where we, the way we used to handle that awkward phase is we used to just tell tr- children, you know what, some kids go through an awkward phase and you're not feeling totally great in your skin right now. Because you know what? This is life. Give yourself some time to go through it. I can remember girlfriends of mine with braces and they did, they just, you know, and, and, and they just didn't, and they felt chubby because it, there's something I think maybe more for girls than guys. With guys, I think it's about growing to their full height, maybe where they might feel awkward, you know, until they, till they reach their full height. I think for girls, maybe 12, 13 can feel like you're just, I think you get, I had baby fat. I think that's real common at 12, 13. I had really, weird hair it's like and I was really a tomboy before I really you know reached really made it through puberty and it just you know I was a jock you know it's just it was an awkward phase right I mean I wasn't always this fabulous creature you've grown to I love. don't believe that <laughs> and so you know what we need to let kids just it's like we're trying to we're part of what's going on here is not a wanting to allow kids to ever have a difficult time in their life and you don't solve the problem of the awkward phase by telling them that they get to choose another gender. Case in point, J-Lo. J-Lo's got twins, Max and Emmy. And, you know, it would be, t- I got to tell you, it'd be especially tough going through that awkward phase if you had J-Lo as a 50-year-old mother. I mean, or a mother at any age. Because that woman, have y'all seen her at 50? I mean, she is absolutely ridiculous. That woman is so gorgeous. I would not want to have grown up with J-Lo as my mama. So that would be tough enough. And then if you see this, her, her tween daughter, Emma, um, she, 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 you know, looks like she's going through that awkward phase. And I don't know what's going on with her. Um, ultimately, I don't know if she feels like, I, I, I don't really know. I can just tell you from what it looks like. And so she's a singer like J-Lo. And uh, J-Lo introduced her at a concert as they, them. And, you know, and I just thought, what a shame for this kid, because, you know, instead of just letting this child maybe go through just a normal what would I don't know if this is an embrace of trans, if this kid's saying that, you know, she wants to transition or not or what's going on with the day the them. But um, I I, I just I, I felt bad for this kid because I felt like, you know, we I don't know what's going on, but this isn't how we should be solving the awkward phase. It's just a part of life. Speaking of the awkward phase, actually, we have disaffected Mike's on the line, and he can actually chime in on this. Really? Disaffected Mike, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Did you have an awkward phase? I don't believe it. Oh, I actually did. I was a, I was a skinny beanpole kid who um, couldn't fit in his pants from day to day just because things were weird and things were growing and things were uh, out of phase, and I felt awkward, weird, and couldn't relate or connect to anybody so i understand i understand i understand these things but what i also do understand is i also understand uh when um when an adult uh from the alphabet mafia uh preys on uh, these kinds of kids they're hunters yeah um they 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 can hone in on the weakness mm-hmm. the the mental the mental and psychic you know uh the psyche the, the you know the, the weakness within the spirit 
And uh, what they do is is they prey on these children. And the reason why they're allowed to fester the alphabet, you know, these uh, the alphabet mafia, the crew of the alphabet mafia. And I call them that, and I call them that with pride. So because that's exactly what they are, is they're mm-hmm. a mafia. Mm-hmm. And um, and what they do, and the reason why they need to do this, and the reason why they do do this, is because they need a successive generation to perpetuate the degeneracy and the deviancy and the uh, and the demoralization of the family as we understand it, because they realize and they know in their heart of hearts that what they do is wrong. And it is it has no place in society with what they do and how they groom children mm-hmm. to follow in their footsteps. And so uh, this is this is a serious problem. It requires serious pushback. Yes. And it requires uh, it requires men and women with 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 fortitude, uh, uh, a steel spine fortitude to fight back. Mm-hmm. Uh, against these people, because if you don't, they will continue to change the language. They will continue to prey on your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they realize they realize that it requires heterosexuals uh, to perpetuate them, because without heterosexuals, uh, they wouldn't exist. And yet they deny and deny and deny this very fact, and and seek to uh, ruin uh, Western civilization with their with their demagoguing uh, 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 of degeneracy, constantly inconsistency. And I reject them. I reject their, their rancid poison ideology. I reject it in their face. Uh, I reject it here on this radio station, over the airwaves. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're one of these people, I am your enemy. That is as simple as that. You're a pedophile. You're a groomer. You should, you should have nowhere, be anywhere near children. And if I ever find out that that thing happened, the, these, things, these things need to be put to an end legally. And, they, and, and uh, politicians need a spine. Yep. Uh, uh, the public needs a spine, and this needs to stop once yep. and for all. Yep, I agree with That's you. It. Just affected my. Got to leave it there because we're up against a break. Couldn't couldn't end this segment any better than our dear friend Dis- disaffected Mike. I don't believe he had an awkward face, but he says he did. So I'm going to trust that. Speaking of awkward, we got a man who felt an awkward moment in Scotland when he went and tried to give some blood. What happened there? We'll share that with you when we come back on tonight's Andrea K Show. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about this uh, movement, this this continued trans movement, how uh, we're being forced to participate under the guise of respect. And just like the idea was under COVID, that you will submit to controls over your body out of, you know, respect for other people. You'll sit at home and you won't go outside so that you don't, you know, uh, to protect other people's grannies, to protect other people. You'll wear a mask out of respect. Um, same thing that's going on now with the push to force participation. And why are they doing all this? Because this is a part of the cultural Marxist movement, shred the fabric fabric of a nation. We were founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values. We were founded as a nation under the idea of traditional marriage, man and woman, getting married before they have kids, settling down. And actually, at the time, we actually, many, many years ago, the women stayed home and take care of the kids and the man was the breadwinner. 
And that was really the fundamental foundation that made up the culture of America, and they've had to destroy it. And if they can get us to a place to where we're willing to go along with something as insane as that you can pick your gender, we're done as a nation. Absolutely done. And now it is a full frontal assault on on America. Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan has referred to um, women as menstruating people. Right. Although she's in conflict with the Miss Universe people because they're saying women aren't the only ones who menstruate. Um, I, I just let that sink in for a second. Somebody tweeted out the other day, if you're willing to say something as crazy as there's there that you can pick your gender and that men can have babies, then then you'll lie about anything. And you, and you have no principles. You have no integrity. You're just you're just a communist willing to, to willing to push anything for power. That's where we're at. Um, Over in Scotland, there's a story that got my attention because this is part of the global Great Reset. And there was a man in Scotland who's in his 60s who was given blood all the time. This is one of his things. I know people here um, that are just uh, make giving blood and and donating blood. Blood is just um, part of their give back to society. My son is one of those people. Yeah, I know quite a few people who do that. And it really is important to do that. Um, especially now if you're somebody that uh, is what people are calling pure blood, which is haven't had these shots. Um, so there's this Scottish man, 66 years old, Leslie Sinclair, has donated some 125 pints of blood over five decades. And, and uh, he goes in to, um, he lives in Stirling, which is in central Scotland. And so he went in to give blood. And um, he was told he had to complete a form asking whether he was, quote, with child or had been pregnant in the last six months. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I mean, it is such insanity. It's I mean, it's not funny, but it is. It is. Where, where, Lord, come take me. This just, I, 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 how long am I supposed to live in a world with this insanity going on? Asking this 66 year old man. <laughs> He replied that the question didn't apply to him because he's a man, first of all, and he's in his late 60s. Come on. He quote, I am angry because I have been given blood since I was 18 and have regularly gone along. I'm very happy to do so without any problem, he told a staffer. But the clinic told him it was, quote, impossible for him to be. Uh, no, he told them it was impossible for him to be pregnant. Um. But they basically said, you know, you go along with this or you're not going to give blood. And he walked away, said he will never give blood again. He said, I told him that was stupid and that if I had to leave, I wouldn't be back. And that was it. I got on my bike and I cycled away. That's the extent to which they are pushing this agenda and this insanity. They will let somebody not give blood. And you think about there's times of crisis when we don't have enough blood to go around and they're willing to possibly let somebody die because a 66 year old man is refusing to answer question about whether or not he's been pregnant in the last six months which we know he's not hashtag science this is a clinic involved in our health and they're they're they've got that on a questionnaire wow that's some I'm crazy glad he refused i'm glad he refused too um I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this, but I feel like I got to make mention of it. I mean, it just goes along with the same old hypocrisy, same old, you know, two sets of laws, one for the elites, one for the peasants, one for the Democrats, one for the Republicans. Stephen Colbert, the dude who bragged about how he would happily 
pay $10 a gallon of gas um, if we would become energy independent. Although the dude has probably never, haven't paid for gas and I don't know. Anyway, um, his crew and production members were caught uh, uh, in um, breaching and trespassing going into an unauthorized area in the U.S. Capitol last week. Uh, they were arrested and he hadn't made any statements about it. We don't know what they were doing there. He, he finally opens up about it and says, well, I, I had an interesting uh, he was asked about the week, his week, and he said, I had an interesting one, and some members of my staff had a memorable one. Quote, the Capitol Police were just doing their job. My staff was just doing their job. Your job was to go in an unauthorized area like an insurrectionist in a coup attempt. What were you doing there? Everyone was very professional. Everyone was very calm. My staffers were detained, processed, and released. They were arrested. My question is, why were they released? Why were they not thrown in the D.C. gulag? With the Jan 6 people. If they were in an unauthorized area, they shouldn't have been right. there. Oh, but Andrea, this wasn't, th- they didn't do this at a time where electoral votes were being counted. Hey, what they did is the same exact thing as others that were charged going into an unauthorized area. I'd love to know the difference if someone thinks there is one. Right. There isn't one. There isn't one. All right. I tell you what, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got another police story out of Florida to share with you guys. It's part of our pop culture. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this story. So stick with me. We got one more segment on tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm not, this really isn't a big national story, but it's just... I don't know why it bugged me so bad, but I'm going to share it with you guys. We don't have a huge amount of time left. There's, a, you know, it was on Drudge today. There was a cop in, in uh, Florida who's been pulled from his post because of an encounter he had uh, w- uh, with him. He was a motorcycle officer, and he pulled somebody over. It was a traffic stop, and there was a video um, of him now, I, I, maybe one of the reasons why this bugged me so bad is that we still have all these weeks later, no no video, um, body camera footage been released from Uvalde. Nobody there has been suspended, lost their job or any of that. But here we got this guy, this cop down in Florida who uh, pulls over this driver um, because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And you know what? You may think to yourself, well, you know what? Why are you know there's more serious crimes happening? But this was, you know, probably could have been like our CHP. He's a motorcycle cop. He was taken off his beat and he's been assigned desk duty until an investigation by internal affairs is complete. Here's what happened. Oh, the big thing that he said was, quote, when he pulled this guy over, this is how you guys get killed out here, man. Because the person he pulled over was a black man. Well, that doesn't that sound terrible, right? That he said, uh, headline, big headline, uh, Associated Press. Quote, this is how you guys get killed out here. Florida cop tells black driver questioning uh, during a traffic stop. Well, here's what happened. He pulls the guy over and asks him, he pulls him over because he's not wearing his seatbelt. And he asks him to hand over his license, registration, and insurance. And he doesn't do it. So the officer basically says, look, this is how you guys, this is how you guys, you know, end up in trouble. How right? many times do we say it on the Andrea K show? When the law asks you to do something, you listen to the officer. Comply. If I get pulled over and I don't know why I get pulled over, I still roll down the window because there's been times that's happened. I still roll down the window. Hi, officer. Can you tell me what I did wrong? Drive, driver's license or res- registration. I reach over. 
before he's even told me, because this has happened to me a couple times, reach over, get my registration, hand him my license, and they look at it, and then then they tell me, uh, well, maybe you didn't realize this, you rolled that stop back there, or, or actually what happened to me was, you, I don't know that you know, but your back tail light is, is out or whatever. Okay, officer, I hand over the information, right? So he said, you know, this is, so what's the, he said, this is how you guys get killed out here. Right. Resisting arrest, not following along. If you're a cop and you know that one of the most, one of the most deadliest times for a cop is a traffic stop, right? And he's dealing with somebody that's not cooperating. Why is he not allowed to say that? And by the way, you know who should be saying that to every black person behind the wheel? Black lives matter. Because the one thing that's in common with every black person killed in an interaction with a cop has been that we've seen recently has been in the course of them resisting arrest or running away, right? Comply. I don't think this man did anything wrong. Do you skins? No, not at all. I mean, he, you know, was pointing out, Hey, this is exactly why you as a person are going to get killed. You're not wearing your seatbelt and yeah, give me your license and registration. Yeah. The man, identified by uh, WTVJ uh, NBC6 as Gerard St. Nicholas, seems taken aback. Then he says to the officer, say that again. Say what you just said before the video. Um, You know, so, you you know, uh, to me, this dude had had an attitude about the cop when he pulled up. And you never give cops attitude when they're pulling you over. Right. You comply. And then if the cop and then if the cop has has pulled you over for no valid reason, then you whip out your phone and you start videotaping. You say, I need your name and your badge number because you've pulled me over for no reason. Right. That's what you do. But, you know, yeah, if, if I'm a cop, if I was a cop, see, I couldn't be a cop. Because I'd be like, you know, oh, I, I'm getting pictures in my head of A.K. the CHP officer. A, <laughs> dirty Harry. You know, I'd be the female Dirty Harry. Say it again, punk. What, punk? What'd you say to me, punk? Punk, you pull you 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 pull that registration out of out of the glove compartment, PDQ. You'd be wise to ask yourself, punk, how much time I got to whip out my registration. This needs to be a Clint Eastwood movie. Right. <laughs> Look, I have been pulled over. I, that's right. I have been pulled over incorrectly by cops before. And I dealt with it, it and I've had family members. I was asked one time on Black, Black News Channel, and, and I don't even remember what the subject was on. They were like, well, you don't know what it's like to be harassed by a police officer. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I've been harassed by police. Oh, they were like, you don't know what it's like to be scared when pulled over. I'm like, sure I do, because in San Diego County, we had a cop that was going around pulling over little blonde ladies and raping them, and he murdered one of them. And he finally got, after five years of this, he finally got arrested was a problem here in San Diego to be a small blonde woman and getting pulled over by a cop. Oh, he said. Yeah, oh. Uh-huh. So, but that this this and in some ways you can't necessarily blame the black guy behind the wheel because he's been fed constantly now for years. I don't know his story, but we do know that this driving while black uh, this is part of the narrative that's being pushed out and implanted in the minds of young black men to not trust cops, right? So, of course, it's going to create a situation that ain't good. Anyway, good to be with you guys tonight. We're going to be back here tomorrow, hump day. Thanks to the listeners and the callers. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Yeah. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.